Welcome to episode one of The Ego Dies in the End. One of the reasons why I started this conversation about the ego, you know, there are so many areas of self-development, looking inward, meditation, there's hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, videos on how to improve ourselves, how to find balance in our lives. And I wanted to focus this podcast on something very specific that I think underlies all the teachings and all the betterment skills we've been given. TikTok, YouTube, podcast of choice. There's one thread, one silver thread I keep seeing in every one of the courses, topics, and books that I've read. It's an undercurrent that's consistent in all of these things. And the undercurrent is identifying, controlling, and coming to terms with our ego. And I believe on a basic biological level, we understand what the ego is. It may, ego is the word we're using for it now, but this is ancient and it's been with us for a long time. It's, it's part of being human. But the difference is how it's developed to help us how the ego has thrived, how the ego's function as a balance in nature, for lack of a better analogy, is the operating system of the ego and how it's been programmed to function to help us survive as humans. Does it need updating? Does it need a software update for our ego? And I believe it does. I believe the ego in its inception and how it's kept us alive for millennia is one function. Let us know in our environment if something is wrong. It's the first alarm bell that something isn't quite right. Something may cause us harm. And it functions probably in sync with the primitive or reptilian part of our brain. So our ego is constantly looking and scanning the horizon for something wrong. And in this modern age, I don't believe it's AI that's going to take us down. I believe it's our ego. I think our ego is hypersensitive to what is going on wrong around us. And I believe that all of the self-development work we've been doing and the self-development work we've been discovering to help us lead a happier and better fulfilled life has to do with the ego. I put together nine steps, or rather nine ways of being to help shatter the ego, to help keep it under control, to help you have a different relationship with your ego, even if it's just recognizing that it's there, the things that it's doing to control us, the thing, the, the misinformation it might be feeding us. So in subsequent episodes, we're going to be discussing each one of the nine steps, each one of the modalities, each one of the methodologies in a little more detail. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a quick introduction to the first one. And the first one is relinquish all efforts and trust in being. When I heard this particular phrase, it really, really got to me. Because the ego is all about taking action to prevent something from happening. But how could we be if we relinquish all efforts and trust in being? What is being and what does relinquish all efforts mean? I believe there are so many traditions that we can look on that talk about relinquishing effort, trust in a higher power, 
trust in yourself, trust in your fellow man. There is a consistent thread among self-help about relinquishing effort. Uh, this great book, the, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Once again, relinquish effort. You can look at a lot of the spiritual traditions and they all go back to the single thread, which is relinquish all efforts and trust in being. And being can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people based on their religious uh, beliefs or lack of religious beliefs. But what I love about the word being is it encompasses all of those traditions. Being encompasses something higher than the sum of all our parts. I think Eckhart Tolle said it best when we look at our ego or we look at, he calls it the pain body. If we look at the pain within us, you immediately are in a different plane because once you're looking at the pain that you have within you, you are not that pain. Many times we are the pain that we feel. The pain feels like it is us and we are the pain. But when Eckhart Tolle talks about observing the pain body, who's observing? If you're observing the pain body, you've now separated out the fact that the pain and you are different. And the you that's doing the observing is being. So in the first modality of shattering the ego, it would be relinquish all efforts and trust in being. And putting that into practice can be something we're going to focus on in the next episode of how do we put into practice relinquishing all efforts and trusting in being. Subsequent episodes will focus a bit more on how we can take this first modality of relinquish all efforts and trust in being. How, how do we take it to a deeper level and actually put it into practice? That's what we're going to be focusing on episode two, where we'll take this modality and really turn it inside out and see if we can give us some examples of how we can practice it in our life. But one of the reasons why I started this podcast in the first place was because I had spinal surgery around six months ago. And uh, long story short, I was born with an artery and a vein inside of my spine that weren't quite uh, developed correctly. And I've lived with this my entire life, didn't know it. Well, about six months ago, I basically had an aneurysm inside of my spinal cord. Luckily, the vein did not burst or I probably wouldn't be talking with you today. But it only one in 500,000 people get this condition. It's called an AV spinal fistula. And what ended up happening, since only one in 500,000 people get this, and it's often misdiagnosed, I was misdiagnosed for a month. They thought it was sciatica. I was going numb in my legs. I was losing my ability to walk. Um, I was becoming a paraplegic in slow motion. And it's probably one of the most terrifying things I've, I've ever experienced. Because it makes you question why. Why is this happening to me? And that was the ego. Ego completely controlled my reaction to this condition I had. And when I finally put some of the... Now, I had already been on my search for self-development for a while when I got this condition. And as I, was, as I was slowly losing the ability to walk, as I was slowly becoming a paraplegic and losing all feeling below the waist, I put some of those practices in... I put some of the things I had been learning to practice, which was relinquish all effort 
and trust in being. That was one of the first ones. And what that did is that once my ego started calming down a bit and I wasn't blaming the world and I wasn't finding a tiger behind every bush, I ended up thinking something really profound, meaning this diagnosis doesn't feel right to me and I don't know why because I'm not qualified to tell the doctor, no, I don't have arthritis in my spine or I don't have sciatica or something else that they thought it was. And I was taking back injections. As I was lying there on the table, taking this back injection for the fourth time and not getting any better, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I can trust in my own instinct. My own instinct is telling me there's something wrong. Something is not right here. And I went with it. The ego was telling me, you don't have, you're not qualified to decide what's wrong with you. That's what the ego was telling me. These people are experts. I go, nope. I'm going to trust in being, I'm going to trust in myself, I'm going to trust in instinct. And it felt good. It felt right. So I found a neurosurgeon. They looked at the MRI and they go, well, we don't think this is what it is. And I got another MRI done. The neurosurgeon said, yep, we think it's something in your upper, uh, where your shoulder blades are on your back. Something else is there. Well, through several procedures, they finally figured out what it was. And it was this AV fistula. They went in there, had spinal surgery. They cut that out. And I've been on the road to recovery for about six months, learning how to walk again, learning how to do all the things that I thought were just normal. But the one thing that was probably the, the scariest was the fact that the doctor said, if I had been misdiagnosed one more time, I mean, sorry, one more month, I would have completely and permanently lost the ability to walk. And it was the most frightening thing I'd ever experienced in my life. Knowing that without trusting in myself, without trusting in being, I would have permanently lost the ability to walk. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, because all of you out there need to trust in your inner being. You need to trust in yourself. You need to find that calm inner space inside of you that's beyond ego. It saved me, and it can save you. I'm so thankful that we're going to be on this journey together. So episode two. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into what relinquishing all efforts and trusting in being is. And I'm glad you're here with me.